Welcome back to another edition of the HS Extra Pep Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer Turkin, alongside my partner, Joe Serrera, as we get ready for this early week of high school football due to Hurricane Florence. Joe, uh, Wednesday games this week. A lot of JV games moved to Monday or just wiped from the schedule. Uh, a lot of focus on just the teams themselves, as opposed to game plans this week, as the practice days have been cut short due to the storm. Yeah, Wednesday is the new Friday this week. Everybody is playing Wednesday for a while. It looked like a few games. Reedsville at uh, Ridgeway, Virginia Magna Vista, and Northwest at Southwest were going to be played on Thursday. But those schools said, hey, the forecast doesn't look that great Thursday. Let's get them in Wednesday when the, the forecast is steadier. And we, we, may have, we may have lightning delays tomorrow night. We don't know. There are there were some thunderstorms in the forecast, so even Wednesday may be a little bit iffy. But uh, uh, as you say, you know you really can't focus that much on the opponent in a short week like this. You've got to make sure that you've got your house in order, that you've self scouted, and, and are working on improving in the areas that you need to improve on. And you know that'll that'll tell a lot about what these teams do this week. Uh, it certainly will, and we'll start with the first game. Number one, Page hosting Reagan, three and one on the year. Uh, the Raiders, a much improved ball club. Josh McGee and Jared Rolfus, good friends off the field. These are two guys who know pretty much everything about each other. No surprises in this ball game. Yeah, Reagan has been scoring a lot of points, but I don't think that they really want to get into a shootout with Page. I think Page's defense is built to, if it becomes a a shootout kind of game that defense is built to produce sacks, to produce interceptions, to force turnovers, and I don't think that's the kind of game Reagan wants to play with Page, but you know that that's probably their only chance. I don't think their defense is good enough to hold this Page team down the way that they've been scoring. You know, Page continues to have rough first halves in games. You know, and they they talked about wanting to fix that. Uh, Jared Rolfus, the coach, uh, last Friday night said the first thing they were going to do Sunday was sit down and talk about what they needed to fix, how they needed to be better in the first half of games. Not that it's cost them in terms of wins and losses, but if they're going to make the kind of run in the playoffs that they hope to and expect to make, they've got to clean up some stuff. And this Reagan team would be would be a good test for them and a good week to do it. Uh, it certainly would. And we'll move on to uh, Southeast Guilford at Dudley, number six at number two. Uh, this for a long time has been a rivalry. These two teams have had a lot of good games against each other. However, you and I now not so convinced that Southeast Guilford is going to live up to the billing that we thought they once could. Yeah, I think this is a week where we'll find out if, if that is in fact the case. You know, losing, letting letting a lead get away and losing in overtime at Northwest was not not a good result for them. They did have a nice bounce back game last week, pretty pretty much throttled Grimsley 31 zip. So, you know, they, they seem like they bounced back, but if they're going to make a run this year, if this is going to be the year with senior quarterback Ryan Douglas with seniors like Chad Stevens and a few of the other guys that they have in this team, Trey Caldwell. This is the game where we'll find out if they're that kind of team. Last year uh, they lost a very tough game to Dudley during the regular season where they were in it until the third quarter and then Zarek Rush basically went nuts for Dudley took over the game running the ball. He's gone. He's at A&T now. He's a linebacker. Uh, But uh, they had a close playoff game too and you know I think Southeast thought they were gaining on Dudley 
This is one of the games that I'm sure means a lot to Southeast coach Kennedy Tinsley. He's a former Dudley player, so he's going to want his team to show in this game, but I think they're catching Dudley at not the best time in the world. Uh, Dudley seemed to rediscover its running game, really get things rolling against a big physical Durham Hillside team last week. Uh, they did lose one of their leaders, uh, offensive lineman James Conyers, a really severe fractured leg. He's out for the year, and I think that kind of stunned them a little bit. But they rediscovered the running game, and this week they get a key guy back for the passing game, Michael Wyman. Played in their opener, ankle injury, hadn't played since. He's supposed to be healthy and ready to go. If they can just stretch the defense vertically a little bit with one or two completed deep balls a game, I think that would open up a lot more of this deadly offense. Uh, it certainly can, and as you mentioned, Michael Wyman, he, he must be 100% healthy because you're not going to put a young man out there that has offers from almost every school in the country unless he's healthy. You don't want to jeopardize his future uh, by rushing him back, especially uh, in a game that, let's face it, is not going to make or break Dudley at this point. So you're right. not rushing him back. So uh, to me, that must mean that he is really 100% healthy, and he's a game changer. Yeah. There is no doubt about it. Now the question is, who is going to be throwing him that football? And this is something that you and I have discussed now week in and week out, when is Dudley going to finally settle in on a true quarterback? Yeah, they used Alston Hooker for most of the game against Hillside. They ran him a lot, and that seemed, seemed to be the direction that they're going in, but I think we'll know a lot more about where things stand with them in terms of the quarterback situation and in terms of their offense with Michael Wyman back on Friday night. Well, the next game we want to discuss is number nine, Northwest Guilford, and number four, Southwest Guilford. Northwest Guilford shot up in the polls uh, and then has now come back down just a little bit after suffering its first loss of the season. Southwest Guilford is another hot start to the year, 4-0. We've seen this before. Uh, the Cowboys have had really solid starts to the beginning of their slate and then they kind of tail off towards the end once they get into conference play really except for that year that they were able to knock off Dudley at their place and, and finish off strong uh, how do you see this game playing out I know that Northwest you and I have been a little skeptical of uh, at, at times and yet they've surprised us and, and already have more wins than you and I thought they would this year yeah I think I think that the northern game I think northern Guilford rivalry game you know really really kind of stunned Northwest Northwest was up early let northern come back and pull away for a 38 28 win EV the alarming thing, if you're a Northwest fan from that game, is that that Northern team they played against was averaging nine points a game in, through three games and dropped 38 on them. That, that's got to be a concern about your defense when something like that happens. Uh, some big plays by Tyler Flippin, the Northern quarterback, who had a, had a huge game in their opener against Grimsley, and then the two weeks after that against Page and Statesville didn't really do much. So I think that's those are the questions with Northwest. How do they bounce back from that, and was that game just – a rivalry anomaly, or is their defense as shaky as it looked last week? For Southwest, uh, quarterback Devin Flowers, just a sophomore, continues to develop. He's throwing the ball better. If he can make them a true two-dimensional team on offense, 
They've already got a good running game. Their defense is good enough to take them a long way. They've obviously got a great nose tackle, John Oxy, who, uh, as I mentioned it many times before, fantastic wrestler. He's just your prototypical nose tackle at the high school level. They've also gotten a lot, a lot from uh, a junior defensive end, Miles Murphy, 6'4", 230, 240, four sacks, seven tackles for losses. He's been kind of a breakout player for them. You know, they've got talent on that side of the ball. I think this is the kind of game, again, that, that Southwest needs to win to show that they're real. The danger for Southwest, maybe a little bit, is that they get caught looking ahead, and you know, I don't think they're going to overlook Northwest, but the following week, their conference opener is against a Parkland team that is probably going to be 5-0, and and if Southwest wins, they'll be 5-0, and and that would be a huge tone setter for their conference season. Uh, it certainly would be. Now, Joe, obviously we've had seasons in the past where uh, inclement weather has affected the long-term schedule of the football season. And I, I want to just talk about this real briefly. There are a lot of accommodations that need to be made when the football season is extended because it doesn't just affect football. Then you get into basketball and wrestling oh, yeah. a lot of times being affected as well. There are a lot of factors that go into this. Uh, do you see this season being extended when this hurricane is all said and done because the eastern portion of the state might not be able to get back on its feet quick enough next week. Yeah, I, I think you know the the NCHSAA put out a statement, Commissioner Q. Tucker today, saying basically, you know, our main concern is safety of our student athletes and the communities, and we'll worry about the other stuff later. But I think when you look back at two seasons ago and all the flooding down east and, and in the Pembroke, Laurenburg area down that way, down toward Fayetteville. They had to extend the season a week, and even then, not every team got 11 games in. I, I hate to say this, but when you look at the, the weather forecasts, if things hold as predicted, I think we're looking at that kind of a situation again. I hope not worse, but conceivably, if teams lose a couple of weeks of games because of flooding, because of damage, because of power outages, I think we could be looking at, at extending the football season a week again. I just don't see them dropping a game or two. I think they want to try to do everything they can to let those communities get back on their feet, play as many football games as they can, because that is a revenue stream for the rest of their sports. And I think unless this Hurricane Florence uh, forecast is way off and we don't get much rain and flooding, I think we're seriously looking at at least a week longer football season. They can't go any longer than that because then you're getting into Christmas week and, and they're not going to push it that far back. But uh, I, I worry about the length of the season this year and what's going to happen to some of the teams in the eastern part of the state. Well, now, you and I speculated off the air yesterday uh, about championship locations because you have a couple of of places that are grass fields, and we know that UNC uh, apparently tore up their field this weekend, putting down a new surface just in time for it to be inundated with potential water. Uh, There has been talk that the Panthers would like to see the state championship games moved to Bank of America Stadium. Mm-hmm. You and I looked at the schedule. That's a Monday night game for the Panthers this year. Uh, do you think that, that Mr. Tepper and, and the Panthers could end up stepping up and, and providing a home for the championships this year, at least for some of them, in case the NCHSAA needs to move a couple of games around? I think when you look at the, the NCHSA is now at four sites, the, basically the big four schools, BB&T, 
uh, Stadium at Wake Forest, Wallace Wade Stadium at Duke, Keenan Stadium in Chapel Hill, Carter Finley at NC State. If the three triangle schools' fields are, um, you know, not available or there, there's there's severe damage or something there, I think yeah, I think you you could definitely see some games played at the Panther Stadium. The NCHSA really likes its relationship with those colleges. They they play at some of the basketball venues too at in Chapel Hill and Raleigh, and I don't think they want to burn that relationship. I think if there's any way that games could be played at those three venues in the Triangle, it's going to happen. Wake Forest with it with a uh, a turf field, artificial turf. They have a lot more flexibility. It's easier to get water off of that. I think I think the games will be played there unless there's some kind of structural damage or uh, damage beyond anything we're even conceiving in the Winston-Salem area, and we, we certainly hope that's not the case, that there will be games played there. If they have to move to another venue, yeah, I, I think, I think uh, Bank of America Stadium would certainly be a viable venue. Uh, it would open the door to create a relationship with the, between the Panthers and the NCHSA, and I don't think that would would be a bad thing but my hope is that they can keep the games where, where they are scheduled to be played now but it's it, it's certainly something that they've got to look at the, everything has to be on the table right now until we see what the aftermath is of this storm well that'll do it for this edition of the hs extra pep talk podcast make sure you go ahead and follow uh follow us on twitter at turkin 35 and at joe serrera nr you can go ahead and search for the greensboro news and record on instagram we'll be posting our polls and games of the week on there as well and uh we hope that everybody will stay safe and uh, prepare for this storm once your games are done uh don't don't take it for granted. Make sure that you uh, that you are ready to go just in case uh, the rain does decide to hover over uh, the triad and uh, and bring those heavy floods that could potentially be on the way. So we wish everybody the best here during the storm, and we hope to talk to you next week right here on the HS Extra Pet Talk podcast. Take care, everybody.